What is a 1031 exchange? I'm Nugget. This is The Leap. Let's get it. So first things first, I'm going to do some reading and then some narrating. I'm going to do some reading. I'm going to do some narrating. I want to make sure I get this information 100% correct because we are talking about the IRS tax code. And just as a disclaimer, I am not an IRS agent. I am not a CPA. I am not an attorney. This is for education and information purposes only. So let's get into it. First things first, what is a 1031 exchange? The definition and purpose, a 1031 exchange, also known as a like-kind exchange, is a process in real estate where an investor, not necessarily an investor, but usually an investor, can defer capital gains taxes by exchanging one investment property for another. So this is where you have one investment property, maybe you've held on to it for a while, it's grown in value, you sell that property and you you reinvest all of the gains back into other properties. And it has to be of like kind. We're gonna get into more information of what that means down the road. So like kind properties. For a property to qualify for 1031 exchange, it must be like kind, which generally means both properties must be used for investment or business purposes. So commercial and or residential. Timelines and deadlines. The investor has 45 days from the sale of the original property to identify potential replacement properties and a total of 180 days to complete the acquisition of the new property. Now, you have 45 days after you sell the property. Of course, leading up to that point, if you're working with a realtor, you should have already probably picked the one that you're going to get, right? And so you should have that lined up and ready to go, right? So you can close on it inside of 180 days and inside that 45-day window after the sale of the original property. Replacement property rules. The replacement property should be of equal or greater value and all of the proceeds from the sold property must be used to purchase the new one. Okay. These are important. Tax implications. Taxes on capital gains are deferred, not forgiven. The investor doesn't pay capital gains taxes immediately, but will pay them when replacement property is sold unless another 1031 exchange is performed. So you can keep doing these and up level the type of property you're buying. So this is something where if you're playing the long game, if you're Warren Buffett minded, Charlie Munger minded, if you're playing the long game, you can grab these investment properties, hold on to them for a while, let the value increase over time. And then from that value increase over time, you can level up the type of property. You can even move it into a commercial space because that is like kind. It's still for investment or business purposes. So you're deferring that tax. So you have to keep doing 1031 exchanges to never pay it. But all you're doing is rolling it into the next property. So if you were to sell that one outright, you would then pay the capital gains on it. Okay, so I asked a question. I said, can you exchange one property for multiple properties? Yes, you can. As long as the total value of the acquired properties, the ones you're going to buy, is equal to or greater than the value of the property you're selling. This is a common strategy used by investors to diversify their portfolios or to change their investment focus. So if they were working with single family, they wanted to shift to multifamily, they could start doing 1031 exchanges, shifting the type of property so that they're more diversified. I said across that investment portfolio. Here are the key points to consider. Equal or greater value, the total purchase price of the replacement property should be equal to or greater than the sales price of the relinquished property, the one you just sold, to fully defer the capital gains. Now, apparently you can do a partial deferment and only pay capital gains because capital gains have to be on gains. 
So money that stays in your pocket. In this instance, you're technically making money, you're selling a property, but you're rolling that whole investment into another like-kind asset, right? They'll let you do this with investments as well. If you have a 401k, you can roll it into like a IRA, you can roll it into a whatever. Now there's tax implications across all those, but these rollovers happen a lot because the gains that you have earned have not been realized. They have not been placed in your pocket, okay? Like-kind requirement, the all properties involved in the exchange must meet the like-kind requirement, meaning they are used for business or investment purposes. 45 days of the sale, the IRS has strict rules on about how many properties you can identify. And so this is if you're selling one and buying many, here's a couple of the rules. So there's a three property rule, okay? You still have to invest all of the dollars that came from the sale. All those dollars come to you. They have to go into these other properties. They're saying if those three properties, if you're buying them under market value, they won't factor that up to three. So it's what you're paying for them, not actually what they're worth. So you could be building even more equity if you can find some off-market, under-market valued properties, some ones that are in foreclosure, things like that. This could be an opportunity to build immediate equity across three different properties, okay? But it seems like if you were to buy four or more, they're gonna take into account the market value of those properties. Uh, the 200% rule, you can identify more than three properties as long as their combined fair market value does not exceed 200% of the fair market value of the relinquished property. So if I sell a property for $100,000, okay, then I can buy more than three as long as their total market value is not more than 200,000. You can identify any number of properties regardless of the total market value as long as you end up purchasing at least 95% of the aggregate value of all identified properties. So if you're buying 10 properties after selling five properties, right? You're selling five, you're trying to do a 1031 exchange into 10, that aggregate value of those 10 cannot be less than 95% of the market value. A lot of this feels subjective. I'm guessing they're running appraisals and they're figuring all this out. And I'm guessing the more of these properties you do, you have 180 days to close on these things. So whatever this due diligence period takes it you might want to think about that before you try to do a 10 for 20 or anything like that you may want to try to keep those numbers small so you meet those timeline windows all the proceeds must be used for the purchase of the new property partial reinvestment will result in partial deferral okay remaining funds will be taxed uh, you have to use a qualified intermediary this is called a qi uh, this is essential in a 1031 exchange the qi holds the sales proceeds and helps ensure the transaction adheres to IRS regulations. This is not typically a standard closing attorney. While closing attorneys can be involved in real estate transactions, they are not automatically qualified to act as a QI. The IRS has specific rules about who can serve as a QI, and generally, anyone who has acted as the taxpayer's agent, including their attorney, accountant, or other real estate agent within the past two years, cannot serve in the role due to potential conflicts. They don't want you being friendly with these folks because they don't want you doing some kind of white-collar crime, right? Uh, specialized exchange companies, most QIs are professionals or firms that specialize in 1031 exchanges. These companies understand the intricate details of the IRS rules, ensuring this doesn't get jacked up. You don't get fees and fines and end up paying taxes when you weren't planning on it, right? Financial institutions, some banks and trust companies will also offer qualified intermediary services, these QI services. They have departments or divisions specifically dedicated to handling 1031 exchanges. There are real estate and 
investment firms, it's important to choose a QI who is both licensed and insured to ensure the protection of your funds. You don't want to mess around with any shady people when they're doing this because they're holding your money, this exchange for this next purchase, right? You could end up owing the taxes if you don't get the purchase and getting your money stolen from you. So don't want to do that. They should have Fidelity Bonds, Error and Omission, E&O Insurance. E&O Insurance basically protects them from anything they say and or do. So it protects the money they're representing if they were to say or sign or do paperwork, some kind of error and omission professionally, right? Error and omission insurance and other safeguards in place. Experienced professionals, ideally your QI should have extensive experience in handling 1031 exchanges with a strong track record of successfully completed transactions. You definitely want that historical reference when you're doing these. Remember, in the selection of a qualified intermediary, it is critical. It is a critical decision in the 1031. It is essential to conduct thorough research and due diligence to choose a reputable and experienced QI. Since QIs will hold and control your these exchange funds, their reliability and stability are of the utmost importance. Okay. Mortgage and debt considerations. If there was a mortgage on the relinquished property, the replacement properties must have an equal or greater debt to fully defer capital gains. Alternatively, the investor can add their own funds to make up for any shortfall. So if there was a mortgage on the relinquished property, so you owed money on the relinquished, the ones you're selling, all right, the replacement must have equal or greater debt. So if you owed 100,000, when you buy this next one, it has to have at least 100,000 of debt on it or more in order for it to qualify. And you like they're saying, you can actually throw cash at it to make up for any shortfall on that debt requirement. So down payment, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, 1031 exchanges can offer significant tax advantages. They are complex and governed by very strict rules. It is highly recommended that you work with professionals experienced in 1031 exchanges, including tax advisors and real estate experts to ensure compliance and maximize your benefits. So if you are interested in 1031 exchanges, or if you have questions, comment below. But remember, Nugs here is connected to 13,000 plus LEAP certified mortgage officers and real estate agents. That includes professionals that do 1031 exchanges. If you are looking for somebody to do 1031 exchange or just have questions, it does not matter where you're at across the country and in Canada. I've got somebody that can help you out. Hit me up. Let us know. We'll see you on the other side. 1031 exchanges, save that tax money, diversify that portfolio. Another strategy as you're taking this property leap and we're moving from what you can afford today to your real estate dreams of the future. Nugget out.